and um, I, I want to welcome everyone that is listening on our live gate TV. Anyone that is going to listen to this message after now, and everyone that's going to listen to the podcast message, the YouTube postings, the same blessing the Lord is going to trigger in this place. The same blessing will meet you wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to continue on our series that pastor began last week. Godly values for, rest, for restful increase. Godly, godly values for restful increase. That's a series pastor began last week. Godly values for restful increase. And pastor looked at unconditional love last week. And today, by God's grace, I'm looking at Serving by ability. Serving by ability. Praise the Lord. Serving by ability. And I want to start by, I've written something down here about what ability is. And ability is defined as inherent strength. It's defined as inherent strength or power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Inherent strength or power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person exerts or puts forward. Ability I define again so you can catch it. It's an inherent strength or power. Residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person exerts or puts forward. Now there are two kinds of ability in the scripture. And also there are two distinct abilities. In the scripture there are two kinds. If you read 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 9 between 9 and 10. And 11. The Bible used ability there. To let him that minister. Minister with the ability which God give it. That ability is simply strength or might. Or force. Which God give it. But there's another ability. The place we read this morning. Matthew 25. There's another ability called dynamis. It's the same Hebrew translation to Acts chapter 1 8 when he says you, you shall receive power. That power is dynamis, which is ability to create transformations, ability to cause changes. Now, that dynamis as used in that Matthew 25. Can we bring Matthew 25 to the screen, please? Matthew 25, that ability there. If we look at, I think, verse 15. Verse 15. That ability there, 25, 15. If we look at that 15, we read 14 to 30 this morning. For the benefit of everyone listening um, on our, uh, that will listen on online uh, posting or our podcast later on, we read Matthew 25 this morning in our Bible reading, 25, 14 to 30. Now, 15 says, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. That ability 
is an integration of influence, excellence, strength, power. It's a compound word. Strength, power, an integration of influence, integration of excellence, integration of strength, power. That's one more which is not coming to my mind. It's an integration of four components. That word there is dynamis. Now, there are two distinct abilities. There is human ability. I want you to follow me. There's human ability and there's divine ability. Now, that word there, ability, is an infusion about a foundational ability for humanity, human ability, and also a divine ability, which means the resource, divine resources. Yeah, the fourth, the fourth word there is resources. So ability is, is called dynamis in Hebrew transliteration, and it's an integration of excellence, influence, strength, power, and resources together. Now the Bible says to one he gave five talents to another two to another one to each according to his own ability and immediately he went on a journey. Jesus recognized that there is already an ability in humanity. But he needed to fortify that ability to be able to break beyond limitations. Because human ability can be limited. Human ability has limitations. It has where it cannot pass, where it cannot surpass. There is a product that is entitled or that is tied to the capacity of humanity. But there are, some, there are some exploits that cannot be said to be tied to the capacity of humanity. So there's ability that's human and there's ability that's divine. And the Bible said Jesus fortified the already existing ability with another responsibility with another capacity with a divine ability the bible says he gave according to their own ability if you look at verse 24 verse 24 now just to paraphrase the scriptures in between before we read verse 24 the one he gave five talents he went traded and came back with something he improved. The one that received two talents also improved. But the one that received one talent is an area I want to look at this morning. The one that received, you see, five talents, built, used the talent to break the barriers of his humanity. He had ability that had become 
a constant that cannot move beyond where it was. But the master brought an extra ability then he traded on that ability. He owned up a responsibility to work on the ability that he has been bestowed, he's been endowed with, and he prospered. The ability God has given him. He advanced it from point A to B. He moved it to another thing. He had something to show the master. Say, from what you gave to me, I took responsibility. I took responsibility. Yes, there were fears. Whether it will work or not. But I took responsibility. I knew there were challenges. But I took responsibility. I knew there could be errors. Though you're a perfect master. But I took responsibility to advance. The ability you've bestowed upon my human ability. Now let's look at verse 24. And I want to read it in message translation. I don't know if we've got message translation media. But if we haven't got it, I'll read it from message translation. So you understand. Because when we read it here, okay, let's read uh, the New Kingdom first. Then you can understand better what message translation is saying. Then he who had received, verse 24, then he who had received the one talent came and said, came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, dear, you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Now, let me read it to you from the message translation. So you understand what the master was saying to the one who did not trade his talent. And what things that kept him from trading his talent. Because it's a little bit heavy in King James. But um, the message translation tried to, to break it down further. I read it to you from message translation. Okay, is that message translation? Right, Okay. Now it says, the servant given one thousand said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways. That you demand the best and make no allowances for error. You see the things that stopped him. I know that you make no allowances for error. And you have high standards. The next verse. The next verse. He said, I was afraid I might disappoint you. He is banking on his humanity. He's banking on his human capacity. He said, I was afraid I might disappoint you because you're a man of high standard and you make no allowances for error. He said, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is. Safe and sound down to the last cent. Look at what the master said. The next verse. 
The master said the master was furious. You see. The master was furious. Remember, this is a parable. So it's an allegory, so to speak. It is a representation of born again believers who are born again. The Bible says we are born of we are born of God, not of corruptible words, but of the word incorruptible. The Bible says which liveth and abideth forever. First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-six. The Bible says we are born of the word incorruptible. The word has ability. Paul said to the elders of, 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 of Ephesians, if you leave it in that verse, please, the, the last verse, if you leave it there, we're, we're still using it. Now, Paul said to, to, to the elders of Ephesians church, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build, to build ability in you. Which is able to build you and give you inheritance among they. Is I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. That's as of Apostle chapter 20 and verse 32. Is I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. This word has ability. Is that in this word is infused and integrated an ability, but you have to use it. He said, and the word of his grace, which is able to build you, able. He has ability. If you tread on it, if you take responsibility towards it, it will advance you from one point to the other. And the Bible says, the master was furious. The master said, that's a terrible way to live. Many Christians who are born again, complacent, Never cared about the demonstration of the ability of God. Never cared about using the gifts of the spirit. Never cared about treading on the ability that the grace God has bestowed upon their lives. Never cared. And in the last day, they'll come and say, Master, or if Jesus tarries and they, some of us take exit from this world, you see, they, they'll come and say, Master, I was born again in 1980 and I was like that. Never done anything in your name. Never used the gift of the spirit. Never. I was just there on my own. And here am I sanctified and purified. The Bible said the master will be furious. Master will be furious. He said that's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. He said if you knew I was after the best. Why did you do less than the least? Ayah. Why did you do less than the least? What is the least? The next verse. You would have kept my money with the bankers. The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers. Where at least I would have gotten a little interest. At least I would have had something out of you as a benefit for the debt I had for you on the cross. I would have had a little benefit of the presence of the Holy Ghost I released that proceeded from the Father to get to you because you were a born again believer. I would have had a little benefit out of it. He said, the least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. 
Look at the next verse. The next verse. He said, take the thousand and give it to the one who risks the most. Give it to the one who though he knew I had high standards. Who though he knew I made, I made little allowances for errors. Yet, he trusted and believed that if he ever took responsibility, the Lord will back him up because it is no human ability, it's divine ability. Say the one that risks the most. So the Lord understands that in serving with his divine ability, there are risks you come about. There are barriers, there are challenges, there are things that will go on your way. The Bible says, the Bible says, if you read Matthew chapter 9, the Bible says, and Jesus said to them, he looked to the field, he said, the harvest is plenty, but he said, but the laborers are few. He said, pray ye the Lord of harvest that he may send more laborers into the field. Then he now said in, verse, in chapter 10, verse 1, he said, then he now called them and gave them power against sickness because he knew that sickness would confront them. He gave them power against unclean spirits because he knows that unclean spirits will come challenging them. He gave them power to cast out all unclean spirits. That means, as you are advancing with the ability of God, nothing of satanic realm, nothing of earthly realm will be able to withstand you. They will challenge you, but they cannot stop the advancement. They cannot. The Bible says, he called them, he gave them power. That's the talent that he distributed. He gave them power because they knew. He knows that there's a risk on the way. He knows that there's a risk on the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says. The scripture records. That the one that did not risk anything. The master was furious against him. Because he did not trade on what the Lord has given him. He did not trade on what the Lord has given him. No, he did not trade on what the Lord has given him. Hmm. Hmm. Now I want to look at few things that you need. Channels that can communicate according channels that communicate divine abilities to humanity. Channels that communicate divine ability to humanity. Number one. An in-depth knowledge of God. That servant did not have a very good knowledge of his master. He did not have it. That was why he could not attend to anything though he was given. Do you know what it is? The master released his ability to you. You could not trade with his ability. You could not have a result with his ability. What is it that the Lord has called you to do? Let me tell you. If you don't have that ability to hear God, where you can say, and the Lord said to me, that's another way God speaks to you. That thing is, what comes into your mind to be done? And you looked at it and you forget it. After a week, it comes back again. After two weeks, it comes back again. After two months, it comes back again. After one year, it comes back again. That is the Lord telling you to go into that thing. Because the Bible says that the spirit of a man 
is the candlelight of the Lord. And with it, he searched the inward part. With it, that's a searching. That's a searching. And if he keeps seeing a particular point of concentration, he keeps bringing it back over and over and over again. And in depth knowledge of the word of God. Can we look at Daniel chapter 11 verse 32? Daniel 11 32. The Bible said, those who do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupted with flattery. But the people who know their God, the people who know, who have, who possess a very strange knowledge about God, the people who know their God, people who understand that God is a spirit and is, he has an unconquerable nature, people who understand that God is self-sufficiency people who understand that God is a divine healer people who understand that God is a physician people who know their God the Bible says they will always advance from position of strength not from position of weakness because a lot of believers advance from a position of weakness you see someone that's possessed with demonic spirit and you're looking at him he said, go in the name of Jesus. Even, even the, if there's no conviction about the name. But when you come from the position of strength, if you look at that individual, the whole, the whole body will begin to tremble. Because he knows that this one, this one has a conviction. Did you hear demonic spirits say to the seven sons of Sceva, Jesus I know. I know. He say, who? You are weak. When even the knowledge of your profession, you are weak with it. Jesus, I know. He say, Paul. That means there's something about Christians that happen in the realm of the spirit. He say, Paul. It's an identity that we know that this guy understands who he worships. Remember, Jesus told the woman at the well of Samaria in John chapter 4. Jesus said, you know not neither who you worship. Jesus said, you worship, but you know not, you don't understand who you worship. He said, but we worship, Jesus said, we know who we worship. We know. We know. We know his capacity. We know his power. We know his glory. I proceed from there. We know, we know, we know, we know. We know. We know. Jesus said, you worship. But let, let's, let's read it. Sorry, I, I didn't give it. But, 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 but let's, let's look at John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. The Bible says, verse 22. Verse 22. Jesus said... Jesus said, you worship what you do not know. He said, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Jesus said, but the hour is coming and now is that the true worshipers. So he said, we know whom we worship. But you know not. The Bible said, those that do know their God. The ones that do know their God. The Bible said, they will always act from the position of strength. From a vantage position of victory, the Bible says they will advance against. Remember, 
Bible says when You see, allow the Holy Spirit to brood over your life. That's the only way. The Bible says, and the Spirit motioned Philip. Spirit, not his humanity. As chapter 8, and the Spirit motioned Philip. He said, go towards that man. And the Bible says, and Philip ran towards him. Philip did what? Ran. Position of strength. Philip ran towards him. Those who do know their God, the Bible said they shall be strong. They shall be strong. Isaiah chapter 40 says, have you not known? Can we get it? Isaiah chapter 40. Have we not known? Have we not heard? That the everlasting Lord, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, is neither weary. Neither weary. It's neither weary. Neither does he fail. It's neither weary, the Bible says. In verse, in verse 28, Isaiah 40, it said, have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither fence nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable, verse 29. He gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, he increases strength. He gives power. He gives power. You cannot proceed from, you cannot win from the position of weakness. No. 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 The Bible says this is the victory. This is the victory. This is the victory that we have in him. This is the victory. He said this is the victory that, that, that we are overcome as he said even our faith. This is the victory. Position of strength. The Bible says the Bible says, look at what the Bible said in verse 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Those that rely on their human strength, human ability, human capacity. He said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. Youth naturally supposed to possess power. Is that correct? But the Bible says, even the youths, the, 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 the bracket, the age bracket within humanity that possesses most of the vitality in life. The Bible said, if we rely on human capacity, they'll be weak and be weary. The Bible said, the young man shall utterly fall. The young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, those who, who take responsibility to broaden their scope of ability using divine capacity, the Bible said, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. The Bible said, they will always mount with wings as ego. They will mount with wings as ego. They, will, they don't make much effort. They will mount. We are dealing with restful increase this year. They will mount with wings. Do you know what ego does? Ego does not struggle to fly. Ego just goes to a position of advantage in the sky. Locates the wind at the direction of the wind and spread its wings like that. And winged. The wind will carry ego. That's how it slides on the air. And no other bed Guest to the point where ego, no other bird do your research, no other bird, because every other bird relies on their ability to fly. But ego, there's something about ego. The Bible said they shall mount with wings like ego, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Hmm. That's why Paul said that I may know him. He said that I may I, I. 
We know him. Personal relationship. Personal responsibility. Personal obligation. He said that I may know him. And the power. That I may know him. You see. You cannot have the Holy Spirit. And just be there. No. No. Jesus said it's an error. The master said you cannot live that way. Because it's one thing to have the Holy Ghost. Another thing to trigger the power of the Holy Ghost. These are two different things. The Bible said God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and then with power. Two things. Paul said, I do not come to you only with enticing words of men's wisdom, but I've come to you with, through the Holy Ghost and the power. Two things. Two things. There's always two things. You see, the Bible says, Paul said that I may know him first. The Holy Ghost will help you to know. But to trigger the power, you need, you need some responsibilities. To trigger the power, the ability, you need some responsibilities. If not, you see, when we talk about service, people just think it's working in the church and doing the physical things. Service goes beyond that. It's, 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 it's a basic. But service to God, service to God means that you are advancing your life in the capacity and the ability. You are advancing the kingdom in the capacity and the ability of, of Elohim. That's what it means. And if anything should stand on the way of God, you crush it. If anything, the wall of Jericho was standing on the way of God. What happened to the wall of Jericho? What happened to the Jericho? It was crumpled. Go and search and read about the wall of Jericho. If anything stands, because you possess capacity that is not ordinary. You possess capacity that is, that is divine in its nature. And the Bible says, if anything stands on your way, crush it. You crush it. That is in-depth knowledge of the word of God. Secondly, death to self. Secondly, death to self. Death to self. If you want ability of God to be communicated to you, you need to die to self. Death to humanity. Death to humanity. If we look at Matthew chapter 20, Matthew 20, Matthew 20 and verse 23, 20 to 23. Did I give that scripture? Matthew 20, 20 to 23. Yes, yes, yes. Matthew 20, 20 to 23. The Bible says, and the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him. With our sons. Look at this. Hear this. The mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with, with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, What did Jesus say to her? What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say once, once again? You do not know what you ask. Jesus said, do you understand what you just requested? Do you understand the responsibility around your request? 
Do you understand the obligation around your request? Because what you're saying is that you want them to share in my ability. Now, for them to share in my ability, Jesus said there is a responsibility that humanity might not be able to, 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 to subscribe to. That's why Jesus said, you do not know what you ask. He said, are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? Do you know the cup? Father, if it be your will, let this cup, death, death. If it be your will, let this cup pass, death to self, to humanity. He said, the cup, I'm even considering it as in myself are they able to because except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies what happens it abides alone nothing more nothing less let me tell you this the cap of your achievement in life the cap of what you can do for the kingdom will be will be will be so limited and you cannot go beyond it if death to self is not given if death is to self is not allowed because jesus said except the corn of wheat falls to the ground john 12 24 john 12, 12 john 12 24 except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies the bible says it remains a grain of corn it abides alone no more no less it abides alone Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. Remember, that's also an allegory. That's a figure of speech. What it actually means. It means, if you look at 1 Corinthians this is chapter 15 now, it, 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 what it actually means is this. The corn of wheat there represents your capacity as human, as a humanity. And that is... A tiny thing that controls every activity you do in your life. The tiny thing that's decision-making power. That tells you who to forgive, who not to forgive. That tells you who to retaliate, who not to retaliate. That tells you what to do for the kingdom and what not to do. That tells you the activities you, need, you, should, be, you should partake in. Decision-making power. The grain of wheat. The Bible says, except it's let loose and God is let in except it's let loose except except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies it abides alone you see it's about you let go that capacity that makes decision it, you know that considers the worldly system that human judgment that looks at things and then makes decisions you let it go when you let it go then the bible says the grain you see Jesus said, when you have faith, he said, if you have, he said, if you have faith like the grain of mustard seed. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. He said, like the grain of mustard seed. Then you will say to this mountain, what does it mean? You see, the grain, the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. Something, another grain, another grain, you see, germinates because one has already been let loose. Another one germinates from in the believer. And the Bible says with that one, there's life in it. When it speaks something, it will, it will take effect. Because that's an ability. Have you not wondered, Elisha, who said, hear ye the word of the Lord. He's not quoting any scripture that Moses wrote. 
he will say something from his spirit and he will be honored straight away. Have you not wondered that Elisha, the prophets of all, will say, hear ye the word of the Lord and they give a word and that is it. It's, they're not quoting the scripture. It's from their spirit because there is the grain of faith, the grain that have grown in them because the other grain has fallen down and dies. And the Bible says when it dies, then it will bring forth much fruit. We need to let go the humanity. We need to let go the humanity. Let's look at, as we round up, let's look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 35. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 35. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think I, I, First Corinthians fifteen, right? That's a particular scripture I'm looking for. That's a particular scripture that I'm looking for. Okay, let's let's look at Romans chapter six. Romans six, four to eleven. The Bible says, "Therefore, Romans six four to eleven. The Bible says, "Therefore, we were buried with him." through baptism into death that just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection if we have died we would also be lifted just like him in the power of his resurrection Knowing this, that our old man, verse 6, crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. The Bible says in verse 8, now if we died with Christ, verse 8, we believe that we also shall live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, verse 10, he died to sin once and for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11 says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Death to self. Death to self. Remember, with the old nature, with the old nature, the old nature doesn't have a relationship with God. It doesn't know God. With the old nature, you cannot trade the virtues of the new nature. It's impossible. I repeat, with the old nature, you cannot trade the virtues of the new nature. Because Jesus said in, Matthew, in Luke chapter 5, you cannot pour a new wine into an old wine skin. He said, if you do that, you lose both the new wine and the old wine. The Bible said it will make a wreck of the bottle. Because the old wine does not have capacity. The old wine and the new wine, they are not friends. The Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. 
So if the old nature is still there, it cannot trade anything of the new nature. It's impossible. Jesus said, "Mm -mm, get rid of the old nature first. Because if you put a new piece of cloth upon the old one, Jesus said, both of them will be torn. Both. You see, spiritual things are very serious matters. Very, very serious matters. That's why once you're stepping into that coast, you need to give up. If not, there won't be spice to your Christianity. And do you know where Christianity gets boring? If you cannot see any spiritual evidence, it gets boring. And before you know it, you quit, you give up. Because you cannot see any, any spiritual evidence. But the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says that it was the ravens that was feeding Elijah. Elijah at the valley of Brook. It was the ravens. That's, that's supernatural. That's supernatural. The Bible said, though there shall be no rain, there shall be no dew, but the valley shall be filled with drops of water. That's supernatural. That's supernatural. So, the Bible says, you cannot, you cannot demonstrate the ability of God when the old man, that was the issue of that guy with one talent. The old man was alive. The old man was alive. The old man was alive. No one puts a new wine in an old wine skin. That's Luke chapter 5, 37 to to 39, and you can also find that in, in, Mark, in Mark chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The second, the last, second to last one as we conclude is the given grace of Jesus Christ. The given grace. The given grace. The Bible says we know that we've been saved by faith through the grace of God. Lest any man should boast, but it is the gift. The Bible says it is the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Finally, the fellowship of the Spirit. The fellowship of the Spirit. The first one is an in-depth knowledge of God. Second, death to self. Third, the given grace of Jesus Christ. Fourth, the fellowship of the Spirit. The fellowship. Of the spirit. The fellowship. Of the spirit. The Bible said do not be. Drunk. With wine. Wherein in excess. But. Let the excess be. The new wine from the Holy Spirit. My paraphrase. It said do not be drunk with wine. Wherein excess but be filled. With the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5. And be, be filled. Ephesians 5.18. But be filled by the Spirit. That be filled there means be being filled. Be being filled on daily basis. Because he, do, he daily loads us with what? His benefits. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The final scripture. And we stand up to pray. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Let me get the verse. Luke chapter 1. 
and verse and verse 34 and 35 the angel came to Mary and after he told Mary everything he said Mary said how can this be since I know not a man since I do not know a man and the angel Verse 35. Can we read it all together? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Praise the Lord. Say, how can this thing be? How can I showcase this giftings, this ability? How can I serve with the ability of God? And the angel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. That's part one. A lot of us have it here, the Holy Spirit. But again, the power of the highest will overshadow. That means it will become a gross influence over your thinking, over your mind, over your daily living. That's what it means. It said the Holy Spirit will come upon you, number one. Then, there is another one. That is why we're not producing as much for the Lord. He said, then the power of the highest will overshadow you. Once that, once that power overtakes your life and becomes a dominant daily influence on your human ability, then you begin to see quantum leap in your results. You begin to see demonstrations that is beyond human ability. You begin to see things that you wonder, is he me or is he not me? He said, the power of the highest. This talks about a, product, a productivity, a production of excellence, production of influence, of, 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 of extraordinary uh, demonstration of ability and evidencing the things that the Lord is doing in humanity. Can we